Chapter 10 Ancients in the Unconscious Every experience, no matter how bad it seems, holds within it a blessing of some kind. The goal is to find it, said Dionysus. There was a great veil atop the four-sided pyramid, and it was glowing with a source of energy that did not seem to stop. There was nothing else here except a set of stairs leading up to the very top. You said the way in is up? Yup, said Dionysus. The giant serpent was long gone when I began to wonder if this was a lost kingdom or an ancient throne. Then only after a few steps, I realized I was walking up alone. Are you coming? I asked. You go first, then I'll follow you home, said Dionysus. Well, can you tell me what's up there? True fearlessness is not the reduction of fear, but going beyond fear. Just go to the top, then come back and tell me what you see. I already know what's in there, but I'm not sure if they'll be excited to see me, said Dionysus. What if this journey was a maze? But then who took the time to align these stone steps? This was a great temple with an intricate design, and its construction was quite complex. Once I got near the top, I could go no further because of this luminous veil. This was as far as I could go. It was the end of the stone trail. Who's there? Asked an invisible voice. I turned. Oh goodness, now I heard strange voices too. What in the hell is a person like me to do? Yeah, you, it asked. What the hell is going on? Stepping forward, the veil wouldn't budge. I tried to reach past it but the veil was impossible to touch. I see you, and yet it is you who cannot see the soul, said the voice. The soul? What soul? All I could see was a veil that surrounded this peak, but why couldn't I move through this invisible boundary? You're not ready. Come back another time, said the voice. When? This invisible voice insisted I couldn't pass through. By the time I reached the bottom... I was in utter shock when I came to stand beside Dionysus. What the heck? What happened? he asked. I don't know. I couldn't get in. What do you mean they didn't let you in? Did you ask to see the queen? asked Dionysus. The queen? My boy, I'm afraid I'm losing my mind. I got to the very top, but there was a veil that left me confined. I even heard a voice speaking to me, but I couldn't see who. I came all the way back down, because I couldn't get through. Well, you've got to ask to see the queen. She's the mother of all men. Well, go on, get back up there and try again, said Dionysus. And so I took my human body and dragged the heavy weight all the way back to the peak. The journey was far, and I made sure not to fall, but I began to wonder about that invisible voice, and what else might live behind that invisible wall. Second time and still no luck. I wonder how long it'll take before you realize why you're stuck, said the invisible voice. Yes, I hear you, but what is it with this veil? That is the right question, and it's quite sad that you cannot see the soul. Why I'm right in front of you, and all the soul's power is within your own control, it answered. Well, I'm here to see the queen. Can I speak to her? There was an awkward pause, because I wasn't sure where to look. I was certain this thing could see me. But why was it treating me like such a crook? Where is she? I asked. She's within, waiting in the middle, dancing with all the other souls, but you'll never reach them unless you solve my riddle. 
Now why is it that you've arrived? How could a human manage to make it this far? And if you want to get to the source of creation, then who do you think you are? Asked the voice. What's going on? Again I tried to walk forward, but I bumped against that invisible veil. How are you stopping me? And why can't I pass through? I am here to help, but you've got to get your senses in tune. You've even picked the perfect time to visit, because there's no telling what the queen is up to as we approach a super new moon, said the voice. I blinked again. Now how do I get past the veil? I hate to admit it, but you'll have to drop your body first. What are you doing carrying all that heavy baggage for? Never in my life have I met a person who looked so cursed. It said, Baggage? Cursed? What now? The luggage. Why are you dragging all that meat around? No use for it here. It said, And where are we? You're in the unconscious, on the edge of the greatest cathedral ever imagined. You've come to the Mecca of the underworld, and this is the bottom of the deepest spot that any soul in creation can ever fathom. Okay, this is all insane. And since it's a dream, I demand to speak with the queen. I have a boy with me. He's waiting down below. And I must speak to her because there are things that I need to know. I began to feel a hot force in front of my face when I realized the being was beyond the veil. He was a guard to this pyramid. But then why did it feel like I was trapped in jail? Now a mist of air rose, and I saw a face of an ancient jackal emerge. Some sort of dog stared into my eyes, and so I backed away when this dream turned absurd. Who are you? Anubis the Egyptian, and you're not ready. You've got too much weight on your soul. Shed all that you cling to, and that way your soul won't be so heavy, said Anubis. What now? All souls are not separate. Rather, all souls are one. You seem to have forgotten that all souls matter. And that's why you still believe you're an individual someone, said Anubis. And where should I go then? Maybe go hang around the other separate individuals. They seem to be quite all right, separate from the source, said Anubis. Out of nowhere, it felt as if someone raised a lens before my eyes. Anubis's hand reached through the veil and held out an ancient ankh. Peering through the circle on the top of the cross, my sight was able to zoom in on a family of cockroaches at the base of the pyramid. But I came to see the queen. I tried to step forward through the veil. I gave you options, and I even let you look through my lens. But if you think you're stronger than me, then you're never getting in, said Anubis. Frazzled and dazed, I was so confused that I ran all the way back down while my body thundered across the lower steps. When I reached Dionysus, I was so exhausted I fell to my knees. So what'd she say? asked Dionysus. I didn't get to the queen, and I'm not even sure what's going on. There's an invisible jackal named Anubis up there, and he said since I'm a human, I don't belong. Well, why didn't you say so? Let's go talk with him together, said Dionysus. And so Dionysus galloped to the top rather quickly while I rose to my feet. Bewilderment, pure confusion and now my heavy legs stumbled up after him before I reached the top for a third time as I fell on the last step. So what's the deal, brother? asked Dionysus. Long time no see. I can't remember when I saw you last. No problems here, little brother. You're free to pass, said Anubis. Then Dionysus pulled out his flute, played a quick tune before his skin turned blue as he walked past the invisible veil. 
What in the underworld? Oh, this maze required the boy's presence. But why make me walk up three times in a row? I rose upright to pass through the invisible veil, but again the wall blocked me like a shield. Oh, get real. What is this shit? What now? Why can't you get through? asked Dionysus. He's separate. He's forgotten the Eye of Ra. He has no vision from his heart, and that's how we know he's an outlaw, said Anubis. What do you mean? Have you seen the rising star, that great eastern sun? It is the source of all power where creation first begun. I suppose I can give you a glimpse, but in the end, only you can unite with the source of the great vine, said Anubis. Again, I felt a lens in the shape of a great Ankh appear before my eyes, and when I looked into the lens, I saw a great celebration around a garden with music where a jubilee of sorts was thriving at the very bottom of this coliseum. So many sacred spirits bounced around, and the stone steps inside were filled with old souls gazing at the center of a great theater below. Upon a closer look, there was a woman who glowed at the very bottom. A gypsy queen spun in a frenzy, but the moment my eyes noticed her, she stopped when I found her pointing up at me. Surface dweller, what are you doing here? She yelled, and every single soul turned back toward Dionysus and I. Brother, is that you? She yelled. Now it was Dionysus who lowered himself to his knees and bowed before the many spirits that filled this great Colosseum. So good to see you, my sister. It's an honor to come home. As you can see, I'm still on the path. I brought a human with me, and I believe we may have a solution at last, said Dionysus. Who are you? She yelled. I am Levi. She shook her head. No, you're not. I leaned forward to peek through the lens, and I tried to smile. I wanted to prove I meant no harm, but my neck seemed to twitch because I could feel how everyone else was hostile. She's not one you want to mess with, whispered Dionysus. Why's that? I whispered. There's a reason she's a drifter, and her only weakness is that she lacks mercy due to her pride. All the wild animals seem to follow her, and she is the last goddess who is still a virgin bride. Her lover Orion disappeared on a journey, and she's been saving herself all her life. This woman is my sister, and she's so chaste that she's been waiting to be wed as a worthy hero's wife. If I were you, I'd bow to her now, and I'd even go as far to say you should try to touch her feet. She is Artemis of the Hunt. She is my sister from the Greek island named Crete, said Dionysus.